Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Stand by Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, here for another week. Joined as always by uh, by the the Prince of Snarkness. I almost forgot it. Uh, Tommy McNamara, how are you, buddy? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. Just shaved off my mustache. I'm back for the real world. You look good, buddy. I should have shaved mine too. I'm I'm not feeling it anymore. I don't like these pictures of it, and I feel weird. Um, mm-hmm. We should go ahead and introduce our guests. We got we got a great show today. Uh, Pee Wee Kerman himself, <laughs> Langston Kerman, is on the show today. Yeah, what an honor, <laughs> boys! Keep talking about your mustaches. That was such a that was such a good time. Have you ever heard Have you ever heard something so compelling, Langston, in all your years? Be honest. You, uh, you it's weird. Honest. You guys kept saying, "Oh, we're going to have some hot riffing up top, and then we'll bring you in." Don't say anything because we have this hot riff that we got to get out. And we, then we did yell at before. We said, "Do not fucking speak before we you, say you all watch, this hot you shit." Don't say shit because we have some fun banter that we've been working on. It's weird because it's a show for other people, but we're going to put on a little show for you while you're on the Zoom. We said <laughs> a little bit for me, a little bit for them. You know those. The rules of Hollywood. And as we established in the Emmy Blotnick episode recently, this whole thing is scripted. So we wrote it in that Langston yeah. would hurt our feelings. That is uh, sure. Yeah. That's so just know we're in on the joke. In fact, we did write it. This was not a fun riff from Langston. We wrote this. No, Tom no, and Tommy no. wrote this for me to to say so that they can then be like, haha, look at us. We're clever writers and we know how to take our own jokes. I gotta say. We, so we said that thing on uh, on the Emmy show, and then uh, we were hanging out with uh, Tommy, and uh, I was hanging out with Tommy. We were hanging out with Tommy. I'm a pretty <laughs> man now. We love hanging out with Tommy, don't we? Uh, Isn't it? <laughs> uh, I was hanging out with Tommy's uh, girl, wonderful girlfriend, uh, Emily, who listens to the show, and nice. Tommy said something funny, and I jokingly said, write it down for the podcast, and she said, I knew you guys scripted it. <laughs> And we do. And for from now on, uh, anything funny that Langston says, he's he's very good at acting out the script that we did sure. send him. Mm-hmm. And anything it, weird yeah, he says, that's improv. And we don't, don't be fooled that. by all of this audio magic that's happening in front of you. This is me reading a long document that the boy sent over to me to recite, and they were very clear. Some of it's color-coded. It's weird. It's like, you say this with this kind of tone, and don't you dare say this with an angry or or rude tone. You say this laughingly so that they know you're having fun. 
That's right. <laughs> People don't realize how much work goes into this show, and that's why you got to get on this Patreon. It's three dollars a month. Jump over there. We need the sweet cash. Give uh, give our daddies your money. We're hemorrhaging money paying the best writers in Hollywood to come up with this dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) And we got punch-up guys. It's a lot. And we pay fairly. So Mm -hmm. uh, we are non-union. and uh, (laughs) We pay fairly, but don't you dare unionize. Mm -mm. Don't you dare unionize. Do you know how replaceable you are? (laughs) (laughs) The amount of scabs we have just waiting to come in. Oh my God! We are constantly <laughs> bleeding because we are always picking up scabs. From uh, <laughs> so you're talking about Bruno Mars, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to point out. I just want to say really fast. This is mostly just me talking to Tommy's girlfriend now, but uh, she did reference. She did mention that uh, I should go to Sheets uh, gas station. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever been to a Sheets? I've never once been to a Sheets. Have you been to a Wawa? I've been to a Wawa. So I, I I did not know what a Wawa was for a long time, and then I went to one, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. This is that's, tight. That's how I felt about Wawa, too, and I was always like, if I can find a Wawa, I'm going there. And then mm-hmm. I two people last week, I told them I was going on a little road trip, and they were like, have you been to Sheets before? And I was like, what? And the logo of Sheets makes it look like it's going to be shitty. That's the problem. You see it on okay. the little gas, like the upcoming mm-hmm. gas stations. You're like, what the? Who the fuck goes to that? It's like, right. It's like metallic or something. I don't know. Uh, they didn't put any effort in the logo. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like they did. But then you go in, and I'm telling you, <laughs> it lives up to the hype. It's the I, it's the best chicken sandwich I've had on the road. Like outside yeah. of like. If you can find the Popeye chicken sandwich is my favorite chicken sandwich that's fast food now. It used to be Wendy's. There's a new number two, and it's oh sheets. shit, sheets wow. is number two in the fast food spicy chicken game for me now. It's a weird thing because I feel like I I do differentiate even fast food from like road food. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's fast yes. food which I recognize and I'm like, oh, I know what I'm gonna get out of this restaurant, be it good or bad. But then there's like fucking road food where you're like, ah, this this might be where dysentery started. I don't know how any of this works. I and usually will. You're just risking it. If I'm going to like a gas station. Nine times out of ten, I'm buying more than that. Like ninety nine percent of the time, I'm buying some form of prepackaged food, mm-hmm. like something processed, like a beef jerky or some shit like that. Because I don't trust a gas station's food most of the time. But Wawa, I'll stop and get a sandwich of some kind. Sheets is my new thing, and Sheets is of course paying us ten thousand dollars to see. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was about um, to say. <laughs> This is a very long Sheets commercial. There was, there was no uh, bit in it. There was no, no... There is no bit here. I'm telling you. Except for there are a lot of freaks in them Sheets. Uh, okay. Okay. There you go. I went, into, uh, I went into Sheets also because Sheets also has billboards that say, It's Fry's O'Clock. And uh, oh, that's what sold me. <laughs> oh, boy. So it was. It was when we were heading home. It was fries o'clock, and I stopped in there. <laughs> and I was. We we had gotten a remote Airbnb, and uh, and uh, I was very hungover. And I walk in there, and the person uh, at Sheets, the first person I see, is just wearing a shirt that says "Y'all need Jesus." And, I, and in that moment, I was like, y- "You're goddamn right. I really. I'm so hungover. I need Jesus right now. I need Jesus, but more importantly, I need these fries. It is fries o'clock." <laughs> 
<laughs> it is. Tommy's the type to open a bag of fries at eleven in the morning. And go, hey, it's fries o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> a bag of fries. Yeah, what's a bag of fries? I was thinking of like Five Guys style, where it's like <laughs> they just really load them in. It is weird Tom, that I said that. Tom thinks they seal the bags after they give you a after you order fries and you pop them open like Doritos. <laughs> he cracks open a. Oh, by the way, speaking of bags of fries, hot fries are back, baby. I'm I'm. I'm all in on a hot fry. I stopped and yeah. got hot fries on the way uh, down to this trip. And uh, oh, you mean like the flaming like hot the flaming ones. hot ones that are oh, uh, yeah. so good. I yeah, hadn't gotten great. in years. I've just decided to kill myself with trash food right now. No, I'm. T- I I really do think quarantine has uh, given us a sweet opportunity to uh, reflect on the things that we put in our body. And for a lot of us, fuck it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what I reflected and I'm okay with what I've been doing and I'm going to keep going. Let's dig deeper into mm-hmm. this hole. I, I like that. Get that shovel. Agree. Yeah. I think that leads us into Bruno Mars because sure. Because not only uh, are we uh, thinking about the things we put into our bodies, but we're putting a lot of junk into our souls and into our ears <laughs> these days as well. Let's talk about Bruno Mars. Well, I don't know that I'm going to agree with that at all because, because, buddy, I am a fan. I, I couldn't be more of a fan of this man. He truly is one of the greatest artists of any generation, Whoa. I would argue. Wow. Big You're coming fans. in hot. Damn. Damn. I'm coming in hot. That I is like big. It. That is hot. I appreciate the commitment to this little bit you're doing about being a fan of Bruno Mars, but no. No, the thing I, is, he's obviously very talented. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to argue with that in this episode, unless it's Tommy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying, I would never say he's not talented. I'd be a crazy man. I think I I do think that that's the uh, the frustration I have with people's responses to Bruno Mars because I get it. It's sort of like not for everyone. That makes perfect sense. But to suggest that the man isn't gifted is absurd. Mm-hmm. He can sing. He can dance. He can wear Hawaiian shirts whenever <laughs> he likes. What are we debating here? This is a gifted person. Hawaiian shirts are for two groups, fat people and Bruno Mars. That's the only, the only two it's groups. The only, it's the only place the Venn diagram crosses over. Um, we should talk about his background real fast. Sure. Uh, because Tommy found something that I do want to talk about and I do want to play quickly because yes. uh, it is very interesting to me. So I didn't know, I found out I knew kind of nothing about Bruno Mars. I didn't know he was from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he was from like an all musician family, basically. His family's all musicians. And I didn't know that starting at like age three or four, he was an Elvis Presley impersonator in Hawaii (laughs) as a little boy. And so as I kept going down this rabbit hole, I got to the point where I found a video that I can't believe exists, which is Pauly Shore interviewing Bruno Mars when Bruno Mars was four years old. Hell yeah. So I'm going to play no. from this. And I uh, <laughs> I have not pre-screened this interview. Uh, sure. <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully it's oh not God. weird. <laughs> it's just him doing wow. bong hits with a baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Nice to see you. My next guest on my show is Bruno. <laughs> Yay! Bruno, um, it says right here, you're the world's youngest Elvis impersonator. And you've been seen on NBC's Inside Report, CBS's Small Talk, 
in CNN's World News. He's taking Waikiki by storm. Joe, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. That's cool. What else can I ask? What do you guys want to ask him? Huh? Oh, yeah. Can you show us some moves? What about the lip? Do them lip thing. Come close on that. <laughs> okay, cool. What about, like, do like a couple little moves real quick? Because hello, Elvis with Sabrina. It seems like neither of them want to be there. No. Uh, <laughs> you know you're doing a bad interview when you stop and go, you guys got anything? Yes, after like 10 seconds. <laughs> anything, you, anything you, the cameraman, want to ask him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, take a break, buddy. Let's just trade places. You seem more engaged with him. He likes you better. <laughs> it's, now, for a four-year-old, he's not talking too much. <laughs> Let's no. get, let me do a little more just to see if we get anything good. Sure, sure. He didn't say anything. No, he's mostly dancing and making faces. Mm. Time? Yeah. Was it pretty boring, huh? No. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, let me go through the questions. Be right back. <laughs> Did he just leave in the middle of the interview? <laughs> when I go like this, start, okay? Oh, now he's going to do Elvis. Pop, hey, Polly. Um, I always saw you do the weasel. And now I'm going to teach you the Elvis. Is that cool, man? <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. You seen me before? Yeah, a lot of times. Oh, God, I'm so flattered. I mean, a, a big star like you seen me. Me before that makes me feel real nice, Bruno. Cool, Gracie. <laughs> okay, so you gonna show me Elvis? What? What's the first Elvis move? So now there's a reason I usually pre-screen these video clips. <laughs> and that is because. Well. The man is bursting with charisma, <laughs> and uh, I, I, you could feel it even then. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but see, I thought he was going to talk more. Uh, no, it, it's mostly almost nothing. It's I, just he might uh, not be yeah. able to talk at that age. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did say at the end. He said, "You're the we weasel. I'm going to show you the Elvis." But then yeah. that was just dance moves. I thought he was going to sing. Did Paulie Shore? Did I hear him say in that interview? Do you have you seen me? Yes, he did. Yes, uh, Polly Shore. Question to desperate, ask. desperate for approval from a four-year-old child. Yeah, so are <laughs> He's you like, like, "Oh, you've seen me before. All right, all right, I'll finish the interview." Then. <laughs> It'd be so okay. weird if, like, Carson Daly just in the middle of an interview was like, "So, are you like a fan of mine?" <laughs> <laughs> and Carson like, Daly, is I don't know. Did you watch TRL when <laughs> I was growing up? I don't know. <laughs> That's a pretty, uh, that's insane. I wondered why I never heard of Paulie Shore's talk show, and now I understand. Yeah, it was, um, that was rough. That felt uh, very early MTV. Like, mm -hmm. we don't even know if this network's going to make it kind of yeah. vibe. <laughs> yes. I really quickly just want to ask, Tommy, what does your shirt say? 
<laughs> okay, so wait, before I tell you the reveal that I do want to read one YouTube comment. Oh, okay. um, which is Great. this this interviewer is stoned AF. <laughs> <laughs> so funny to not just say like it's Polly Shore. It's not yeah. <laughs> this yeah. anonymous interviewer. <laughs> but he does seem very high. Uh my shirt, uh my mom got me this shirt and it says my thirtieth birthday, the one where I was quarantined twenty twenty. Friends font. That's Fra- nice. because they used to do, yeah, the thirtieth birthday episode. Right. And there was this pandemic um that <laughs> happened. <laughs> what? What? You were Hold too on, busy at cheese. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard about it. There was this whole thing where we weren't allowed to go outside. Anyway, my mom <laughs> bought me this shirt. <laughs> and, uh, I just haven't been on my phone lately, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're like Jared Leto. Uh, Lita. Yeah. <laughs> Did he say that? Did he say he has little... Oh yeah, he was like I he missed the first up with the quarantine. He yeah. missed the first two weeks because he was on a retreat in the desert. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ! <laughs> I had no idea that he's like uh, fifty. Dude, really? I just found that out wow. too because he's in yeah. uh, the what is it Morbius or some shit like that, and mm-hmm. they were talking about uh, yeah he's fifty years old, which makes it even more fucked up what a freak he was on that Batman set or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, there was no reason to be tormenting is... people. Yeah, 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 you're like playing pranks on Viola Davis. Grow the fuck up, <laughs> sir. I can yeah. only call you sir because you're an old man. Yeah, he's a real prankster. What a crazy... <laughs> I'm not into all that shit he did, and I don't... Look, if we ever work together, Jared, I'm a big fan. <laughs> do, do you like my work, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like if you ever do interview people, you have to do that. Oh, if you... I can't wait to... No- <laughs> Next time I have, like, if I have, like, a real interview show, oh, that's yeah. that's opening question. No, that's, like, would, third so, question. So would you think of my Comedy Central half hour? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> so tell me about your movie and your whole deal. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Camera people, any of you have questions? Uh, you <laughs> this have is questions? It. And lastly, what is... What could you? What could, I want to end with? What could you do like for me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if anyone who works at Zoom is watching this right now, do you guys got anything to ask Langston about Bruno Mars? Because <laughs> we kind of ran out of shit. Yes. <laughs> we sort of hit a wall after that Polly Shore thing. So, what's Issa oh, Rae like? <laughs> <laughs> who was that? So <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, uh, I will say I will say Bruno Mars despite not being very engaging in that video remains a very engaging person in in current Bruno Mars society world the world that we live in that belongs to Bruno (laughs) he's a he's a living legend I love him that's I think that's fair. I was trying to find videos of him because I was I did find one very creepy video where it's Bruno mm-hmm. Mars smiling and it's the weirdest smile and it obviously does not work <laughs> for audio. But please just look up uh, Bruno Mars weird. So, so, <laughs> there's a, we have a very uh, elaborate uh, research team here at sure. Stand By Your Band and we have them run through. We we have them dig deep where they search mm-hmm. things like uh, Bruno Mars sucks, <laughs> Bruno <laughs> Mars weird, uh, 
<laughs> and uh, what I came up with was very little. And uh, and Bruno Mars awkward. I searched, and uh, then it was just fake videos for the most part, which sucked. But mm-hmm. there was one very creepy smiling video where you're like, I think this guy is a serial killer, perhaps. But well, <laughs> I, I, he does a shit ton of cocaine, so maybe it was just a cocaine smile. That he's could like be a. It. He just parties all night and hangs with pretty girls and does cocaine until he forgets how tall he is. He's he's got a a sweet deal going, I think. It's how? it's crazy. He's just been performing literally since he was like he was performing with his family bands his entire childhood. His parents mm-hmm. literally met where they were at a show where they were both performing. His mom was a hula dancer and his dad was playing percussion. And he was in this family band his whole life until he moved to L.A. to pursue music. He's just been performing literally like every day of his life for his entire life. So he must be, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's how you get to be that crazy talented. Yeah. But yeah. it must be weird to just have never had a life that wasn't about performing in you, some way. You literally were doing interviews with arguably one of the most famous people in the world. Yes. Right or wrong <laughs> at four years old. <laughs> I don't know that he should have been one of the most famous people, but he was in fact one of the most famous humans yeah. on this earth. And you Bruno Mars were talking to him because you bent your knees like Elvis <laughs> At four. He's never not been, you know, a star. So, yeah, he's going to do cocaine and he's going to, you know, smile a little weird. Sorry, that's not. <laughs> sorry, that that doesn't fit in your your uh, expectations, Tom. Hey, I'm just reporting the news. <laughs> he also uh, taking a side on his weird-ass <laughs> smile. He went on um, Arsenio Hall also when he was six. Yes. He went on Arsenio, and he you know, played the saxophone, became president. He did all that stuff. <laughs> do when you come he didn't Arsenio. inhale, though. He didn't inhale. We're not and we all to, know it. We're not going to talk about Monica Lewinsky, but... Um, <laughs> he did coke, but he did not inhale. <laughs> I just put it in front of my nose. I don't, I don't inhale. <laughs> it's so funny to me that, that that was the thing that Bill Clinton was... Na- in retrospect, that's what he was defending. was like, I didn't smoke weed. <laughs> no, maybe, yeah. maybe I had sex on a private island with children, but I didn't smoke weed. That is so crazy that that even would ha- have to be a conversation... But mm-hmm. I did not inhale. I just—he's—he's—he <laughs> had the Will Smith defense of like right. I just put it on my mouth just for the look. I don't light it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I forgot Will Smith said that in a song. Yeah, it's about cigars, <laughs> which is even worse. Yeah, because you're not even. Su- oh no, he said he doesn't even light the cigar. Yeah, he, he said I just bite mouth. it just for the look. I don't light it. <laughs> Damn. Man, he really leaned in on being a dork. What a weird choice. But good for him. He's doing okay. Yeah. I mean, professionally, he's doing okay. Personally, it's been... Yeah. uh, No, he's got that sweet new Quibi show. I'm sure that's making him feel complete. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's just got to feel good. You got to count the wins. Do you know what I mean? And that is a win if I've ever seen one. (laughs) A lot of people think like that uh, you reach the top and then there's just another ladder and uh, Mm -hmm. you'll never be fulfilled in this industry. And what they haven't heard of is an app called Quibi. Where you, <laughs> you get a deal and it's all good. It's a it's an app where you light the ladder on fire, baby, and you ride that sucker in a different direction than you ever planned. 
Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm proud of Will Smith, and I'm proud of Bruno Mars. <laughs> I I wanted to. I wonder if he wanted to be doing all that Elvis impersonator shit, or if it was like his parents were like, "That'd be pretty cute if you were doing that." Yeah, I mean, I I'm sure you guys have talked about this before. I don't genuinely believe any child star wants to be a star Mm -hmm. i do think that a kid wants to dance and a kid wants to be like the people they see on television sure but you didn't want celebrity out of this that was the the grown-up writer and shit like yeah Yeah. no fuck out of here he just wanted to be a kid who gyrated and you know other kids and people be like ah that's cool but then his parents were like you're gonna make us some money and then, you know, that's mm-hmm. the scary sort of yucky part that gets added to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we should play a song. We're I think we're deep enough in where people want to they're hearing us keep teasing them. <laughs> talking about their favorite artist, Bruno Mars. And we Hell yeah. refuse to give him a taste, but no longer. Give him a uh, nip. Let's let's hit him with a little bit of uh, Bruno Mars music. What, which one would you want to hear first? Oh man, uh, you know, uh, why don't we start with with the one we argued about before we got on here? Let's play finesse, baby. Play me some finesse. Yeah, the one we almost didn't do the episode. We were <laughs> just to, to clarify for the listeners, here's what happened: uh, the the non union in- intern who makes the playlist that we listen to on Spotify, who may be me, put uh, put the finesse remix with Cardi B on it on the playlist, not knowing that there was a, a version without Cardi B. And I got furious. I got so hot. Not because I don't support Cardi B, and I do. I like Cardi B. I think she's a a very funny, very engaging young lady. But she did something to that remix that I didn't (laughs) give a damn about when it came out. I said, Finesse was perfect before this lady showed up, and I refuse to listen to whatever whatever dribble she threw on top of this beautiful song. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and that intern was fired. Don't worry. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the Zoom guy says, I could use a job. <laughs> Get off of here, Zoom man. <laughs> when right, the quarantine's over, I'm not sure if my business will still be existing. <laughs> uh, all right, Plus, I got to afford these cigarettes that make me sound like this. <laughs> It's my thing. It was just for the look. (laughs) I just bite it. I just bite cigarettes. They still did this to my voice. (laughs) They don't tell you about that on the train in the in the warnings about how you can't you you can't chew them either. (laughs) We got to get that guy some help. Um. Oh man, he's sick. (laughs) All right, let's hear some of finesse.
for it a little bit. That's a great fucking song, man. <laughs> That's a great song. It's I do enjoy that song. I and I have to be. I fell for this little trick that I feel like they're pulling on me in this song. Where as it started, I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" And then I realized I thought that it was poison. It sounds a lot like poison. <laughs> Very similar so drum beat. Poison. That is the same drums from Poison. I know what he's trying to do to me. Sure. He's like, do you think this is Bell Biff DeVoe? It doesn't matter. You're already listening, you, you like piece it. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really do that sound well, though, because it does sound like totally that like late 80s, early 90s R&B. Like, they nailed that decades later in a way where it seems like it could have come out then. And yeah. I, I, I went and saw that tour live uh at uh i think we went to madison square garden for it my wife bought me tickets before we moved to los angeles at madison square garden and we flew back from los angeles to that see that concert specifically we did a bunch of molly and it was the best (laughs) time i've ever had and it's in part because i think of what you're saying tommy where it was just like you just picked this this era that meant so much to me and you mm-hmm. made it like contemporary and alive mm-hmm. in a way that like I'm not gonna be able to dance like this to Belle Biv DeVoe anymore, but I mm-hmm. sure can to Bruno. Hell I love yeah. it. <laughs> and James Dolan opened, of course, uh with his band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about uh JD in the straight shot? <laughs> How Listen. many people you think leave a show like that? They go, I actually like the opener better than the. <laughs> Everybody just kept yelling, "Sell the band, sell the band." <laughs> we, I wish somebody wanted to defend them. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That, the group of studio. I mean, musicians. We'd have to get James Dolan to come on the podcast because <laughs> he's, he's the only fan of JD and, and the Straight Shot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we did that, we could also get season tickets to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. But see, that's the fucked up part is you can't, you wouldn't be able to joke about it. You would have to, yes. to get the season tickets, you would have to play that completely straight <laughs> and, and just play his music and genuinely smile and nod as he's like singing solos in, through the fucking oh, yeah. mic. We'd it's say shit terrible. like, actually, I only went to that Aerosmith show to see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I left after. That was a good move to trade Porzingis. Like, that dude ain't shit. <laughs> I don't know. That guy just doesn't seem cool, you know? What do you... Uh, do you remember who opened that show? I am interested in who would be uh, uh, Bruno I, I do think I remember. I think it was Dua Lipa. Oh, oh okay. Ooh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, she, she was not uh, quite as famous as she is now, mm-hmm. but it, it was like... That you know those stages where it's like you're on the cusp, yeah. Like right. the iTunes is about to put you on their main page, but mm-hmm. they're not there yet. It was that kind of energy, and she she did great. She killed it. And Bruno, did he give it everything you wanted as a live performer? Dude, he's he's phenomenal. He works the stage. 
he he and he has uh he has about eight black guys that are his band and his backup people and they they dance and play trombone at the same time oh it's wow. just a phenomenal fucking show <laughs> the hooligans as i read that they're called uh, that's right band. that yeah, is yeah, yeah. They're the hooligans what the hell <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these boys don't follow the rules. (laughs) (laughs) They don't follow the rules and they love soccer. These boys... That I think would be the funny if it's just a bunch of so- they like get into <laughs> brawls every. <laughs> every I think time. the only time I've really seen Bruno Mars perform, I've heard his songs obviously a million times because it's uh, you you can't be alive and not have heard a lot of Bruno Mars no. music. But yeah. I think the only time I've really watched him perform was the Super Bowl halftime show. I think that's okay. the only time. And, and he was you, amazing. He was amazing in that. What did you What did you think? I mean, I, you're saying he's amazing, but were were you were you watching? I guess this is always what I'm wondering. Were you watching this as like a skeptic, or were you like, I, I'll see what happens. I'll let my heart decide. So, so I remember it very vividly because it, it's it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers Super Bowl halftime show, and this was around the time that they decided that they were just like. We'll we'll pick a band and everyone will get really mad about it and then we'll hedge by picking someone that everyone yeah. likes. So they're like, "Hey, we're doing Red Hot Chili Peppers." Everyone's like, "You fucking suck!" And then they're like, "Oh, well, here's Bruno Mars." And then it was the same thing that happened with which we've talked about before, Coldplay, Cold Beyonce, play. where it ended up mm-hmm. just being the Bruno Mars Super Bowl halftime show that you kind of forgot Red Hot Chili Peppers were there because right. he blew them off the stage so much. But it was just thinking about it did feel like watching Michael Jackson in his prime yes. a little bit, well, you know, taking away everything. That you know about Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, you know? put it back in. He, if, if that's what inspires you, do it. Go crazy. <laughs> Touch those kids if that's what you need to make the oh best God. music you need to make. <laughs> if that's what you need. You God damn it. Folks. If these little boys need to sacrifice themselves so that we get man in the mirror, do it. Uh, it's been a great episode, and uh... <laughs> I know he's. I do genuinely think I tell people this all the time. Bruno Mars is my Beyonce. He's all the wow. all the the energy that people put into treating her like she's this untouchable god and just like the greatest performer of all time. And I don't mean to belittle her work; she's fantastic. But for me, the thing that moves me inside the most is this tiny little Hawaiian man. <laughs> that's fair i you know what that is fair i love it i love that take i now we know you seem really pumped about it here's the thing (laughs) now we've pissed off everybody (laughs) we got the beehive coming at us the jd and the straight shooters (laughs) (laughs) the pedophiles aren't happy with you well, they might be the only ones who are. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. I hope that you guys sit down at, at the end of the month and look at your numbers and charts and shit. Yeah. And there's just a little bar graph that shows pedophiles shooting through the roof. <laughs> just all the re- recorded pedophiles are just, oh, they're listening they're in gonna, now. There's going to be all these comments on the thing like, tuned in for because I heard there was positive pedophile talk. Stay because I love Tommy's takes on it. Everything. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I vibe with that guy. <laughs> they don't talk about pedophilia that much, but Tommy really nails it. <laughs> he's a guy. He's a guy. I think gets it. 
<laughs> he gets it. Uh, I want to play uh, another song, and then I got some questions for. You. We had a lot of shit to get to, and I'm having too much damn fun. Uh, let's go ahead and hit him with it. I think we got to hear Uptown Funk. I, I oh, think yeah. people need to hear it. So let's here do it. It's Uptown Funk, Mark Ronson, and Bruno Mars. That's just a good time. That's a great song. That's a great song. I, and I, you got to know, he doesn't start off the concert with that. He he lets that build. He makes you earn that. That's a closer <laughs> for him. It's uh, it's just fun. I got to tell you, this is how much of a dumbass I am, Linkson. I legitimately thought that was an old song for a long time. <laughs> Way too long. <laughs> And then when somebody told me it's like oh, that was from like two years ago, I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Oh, okay. And well, yeah. No yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, Bruno Mars was just a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was that old. I thought this song was 150 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that that when he really, I think a lot of people who don't like Bruno Mars don't like him for some of his earlier work mm-hmm. because it was him just kind of making more poppy music, and then at some point he figured out like, oh, I'm more of like. A, a pop funk artist mm. and I'm just going to lean in heavy to that and that's the shit that like I I, I already was a fan but then I was like oh you found your voice Bruno and I fuck with that yeah. like you really nailed the thing sure yeah sure. it's a, it, it's undeniable <laughs> it's him and Mark Ronson wrote it um, and I, I think this and 24 Karat, I think it's just like you really can't argue with it and no, even if you like vocally say you hate Bruno Mars like it's 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 undeniable. It's just a good dance song, man. Yeah. Like that's that's all it is. I'm not claiming the man like is the best writer of all time. I'm not suggesting that like you put him next to Prince and let them both play guitar and let's see who wins. It's just <laughs> he's well, he'd win because Prince is dead. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I like the idea of them propping Prince up right now. <laughs> Guy who wins, we don't know, but Bruno plays as hard as he can because that's still his idol. He wants to impress him. <laughs> Winner by total knockout. <laughs> I think fatality. <laughs> I've been to so many weddings in the last three years, and I've been I've seen it both ways. Where when I I worked very briefly as a wedding band manager, 
And I did notice. <laughs> this is true. I I'm did notice. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. I was waiting for it. Let's take a step back here. You want to explain to me exactly what that means? Now, a lot of people, they look at the wedding band and they think, who's running the show? Uh, (laughs) There's no way they figured this out on their own. They got to have someone on the inside. So I I forget how I even got this job, but basically I would like meet with the band beforehand, meet with the wedding planner, and then I would have to like coordinate. You know what time they were doing the first song and uh, all the mm. ma- father daughter dance. I'd have to announce the band and all that shit. Uh, but one thing, I, and I, I was very bad at it. And uh, <laughs> the whole job was just like coordinate stuff with the wedding planner. And every wedding planner was a terrifying lady who made me feel yeah. bad. And <laughs> so that was my experience: was just like sweating for four hours and hoping I don't mess up someone's best day of their life. Uh, I do. There's something really funny about you going up and being like hey i'm tommy she's like wait you're the guy it's like uh now you just gotta live with that feeling that she's disappointed that she's gonna have to coordinate with you for the rest of this eight hours you're Uh, the guy (laughs) but the the only thing i really remember from the do not playlists was i saw like three do not playlists in a row the brian and groom would submit a list of songs they don't want at the wedding and i saw like three in a row that said no bruno mars which Mm. i thought was interesting because i've seen the other side where i've been at so many weddings where when the band plays uptown funk everyone freaks out and it's like one of the best moments of the night because it's such a pop-up song when I think of Bruno Mars, I think of weddings. I think of like uh, well, you're married, married to him. Yeah. song. I am also married to Bruno Mars, and that's why I'm a little, I'm a little tired of this bullshit. <laughs> the man does not know how to scrape the shit off the dishes the right way. He got stuff shitting on those dishes. <laughs> he he sings back. about love, but he doesn't know how to live it, and that's why. It's no, I I do fake. think he had that that marry me song, that, and yes. I think that that became extremely synonymous with like weddings and wedding proposals mm-hmm. uh, or it, marriage proposals and not, all that. Oh wait, it's Chris Brown who has the song in the office, right? Mm-hmm. I always fuck this that's, up. I, yeah, that's I, I breezy. That weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, I th- I, but also Uptown Funk is big at a wedding for sure. So mm-hmm. Langston, you got married kind of re- kind of recently, right? Yeah, Where, ten, did you have ten a Bruno months ago. Mars themed wedding. Would I have a Bruno did, Mars themed did wedding? You have, what, did it feel <laughs> Bruno Mars themed at your wedding? Listen, I no because my wife wouldn't allow it, and I'm not in charge. <laughs> but <laughs> in my heart, I I couldn't have felt. I felt more Bruno Mars than I've ever felt when I was wearing my tuxedo and dancing around after I was again high on drugs from a very exhausting, scary day. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> your wedding day? Yeah, well, it's beautiful and you feel great and you're madly uh, in love and excited that everybody you know and love is there. It's it's a euphoria that you feel at oh, first. Oh, I see. And then you suddenly feel like massive exhaustion from having every single person you know. And, I understand uh, Per, I yeah. misunderstood and thought you were saying that you were on drugs at the wedding. Like, oh no, I was. Oh hell I yeah. absolutely was. <laughs> you didn't misunderstand a word. We <laughs> did Molly before we cut the cake. That is a cool move. <laughs> and then we just let it ride. And I uh, had to pretend like I wasn't high in front of my nana. It was great. <laughs> that is 
truly incredible. Uh, yeah, it was a real fun time. Did you did you play any? Did you did Uptown Funk make an appearance at this? Wedding? Uh, finesse definitely did. I mm. don't know that Uptown Funk did. I you know the thing is I wasn't DJing and I didn't sure I didn't want to. We had my my wife is friends with the DJ and he was from Houston. So it wasn't a thing where I wanted to like jump in and be like, "Hey, you got to play this, this, and this." Yeah, it was yeah. more like, "Now nah, you got Houston, y'all get down. You know how to do the shit. I ain't gonna tell anybody how to do their job, but go ahead and uh, end us off with uh, a little finesse." You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you when you're in the evening, just go ahead and slip that in there. <laughs> I'm not gonna request anything, but uh, you hand him a twenty dollar bill. Like, what if I finesse you a little bit? <laughs> I'm gonna have I'll that finesse um, you. You'll finesse me back. We'll. Uh, <laughs> I want to have that. Uh, you know, the Goldman Sachs uh, CEO is a DJ. I want to have him at my wedding. <laughs> the Goldman Sachs CEO is a DJ. You didn't know this? Oh man, no. This is uh, so he was DJing at that big party in the Hamptons that the Chainsmokers uh, did, where they oh, got God. in trouble because it was uh, not like no social distancing at all. Uh, wow. I didn't hear about this at all. So he, the, the Goldman ch- Sachs, oh, CEO, the Chainsmokers yeah. thing was crazy. Mm-hmm. He he was like the opening act, but he has like a he has all these listens on Spotify, probably just from like finance idiots who like think that it's cool that the Goldman, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's just, no, it's know. like a cool financial firm. It's not a yeah, exactly. Like kind of low key. <laughs> <with Goldman. laughs> Favorite artists are that CEO. And JD in the straight shot. <laughs> and then my the third world. is uh, DJ Diesel. <laughs> Shaq. <laughs> Shaq. <laughs> I hate that all these rich people are able to just like pursue their dreams outside yeah. of what got mm-hmm. them rich in the first. Like, shut, uh-huh. what the fuck are you DJing You know that for, nobody Shaq? gives a shit about all this. Yeah. You're not good at this. Just stop. Like, they're going to say you're good because you're Shaq and you're not, like, completely incompetent. But, like, you paid millions of dollars to have someone teach you how to do a thing that somebody else starving had to figure out in, like, a basement somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so his name is uh, David Solomon and he goes by DJ D. Sol. Oh, uh, he's him? <laughs> oh wait, that guy rules. <laughs> they called the event safe and sound, uh, which uh, and then <laughs> it's just like such a oh fuck you goodness. to everyone in the world putting in any effort. You know, uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. was at that uh, yes. that uh, party too. Yes, uh, really? <laughs> what a weird collection of people. Who? Didn't he get canceled? Cuba? He did. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's sexually assaulted women and. There's a there's also a video of him on stage yelling somebody suck that baby dick on uh, <laughs> at like some party where he's just high as shit or drunk as shit. Oh yeah, he's God. an alcoholic. And yeah, was, uh, he would. Not well he was person. one of the guys that uh, would be around the comedy cellar all the time. And at first, really, it's like you, it's like a celebrity site. And then the fifth time you see him, you're like, that's kind of weird that he's right. Here. Uh, you don't have anywhere else you could be. Yeah, yeah. Call uh, Omar. See what he's doing for <laughs> evening. Stop showing up and and seeing Tom and and Dan Soder go over. <laughs> like great comedians, but you got to have something better to do. You must. Um, <laughs> we should get to. I forgot that we have a voicemail to play from uh, Jared Thompson, the owner of the. Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. This is a regular oh. segment we do every episode. It's our resident snob. And I'm very curious what he's going to say. So 
Usually, I think last was last week the one that he he was very mean to Jason Mraz. I wonder if he felt mm-hmm. a little guilty. Oh, I love Jason back. Mraz. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he came. Mr. Back a to Z, little. I love Jason Mraz. <laughs> this is very interesting to hear, <laughs> but Dude, I think we look. were kind to him. Um, so. Uh, this is our segment. They went to Jared. I'm gonna play it. I'm super curious what he's going to say. So uh, here it is. What's up, y'all? This week's they went to Jared. The boys are gonna have Langston Kerman on defending Bruno Mars. Let me just first say I really like Langston. Uh, great guy off stage. Really, really funny comic. And I'm hoping to have him back in Bloomington at some point. Who knows when? But anyway. Uh, Bruno Mars, it, it's weird to agree with everyone's uh, opinion of him. And like, what I mean by that is, is that no one thinks that he's not talented. No one thinks that he can't sing. But the criticism of him, it just feels plastic and fake. And it, it really makes me wonder if he just has the wrong management or just people around him that just, you know, it feels so much to me like an early Beyonce or like even in sync type of a thing where you're like, there's actual talent in here, but it's just not putting together the right way. But like once they kind of realize what they are, it's going to change, but it, it really is so corny. And like, I don't really, I can't even fathom ever like intentionally listening to one of his songs. Like it just, it just feels like you're in like some sterile store or like doctor's office when the music is playing. It's just, it's just, there's no feel or heart to it. It's just really just bland. But again, he's very talented. So like, it's honestly shocking. And maybe we've done him on like a live show, but it's really, this seems like this is a long time coming because uh, he's very polarizing. So Anyway, I think there's he could end up making like this, like monumentally great album at some point in his career. But for whatever reason, they've decided to make him into this like almost like a cartoon character. That's just (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, uh, I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. All right, thanks, Jay Bear. We love you. But what the fuck did I tell you about trying to book people on our guy? <laughs> I'm devastated. That was devastating. That was devastating. Oh my god! He said beautiful things about me and my career and booking me, and then he said horrible things about my hero, Bruno Mars. He called him sterile. Can I tell you? I, I'm sorry to do this to you, Jared, but it's too funny to me not to at this point because of what you're saying. I he asked who the guest was, and I said Langston, and he said. Damn it, okay, I have to be nice. (laughs) (laughs) I think if you were uh, someone else, he might have just gone off. (laughs) Sorry, he wasn't going to just call it sterile. How can you listen to that? (laughs) (laughs) You're an imbecile, and you'll never work here in Bloomington. (laughs) I don't want to see you in Bloomington. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I've heard that critique. I get it that that some of it does feel sort of manufacturing and pop, but I also think that what we sometimes forget is that that is a type of music that that exists for a reason, right? right. That like the everything can't be edgy and right. sort of like dangerous. I I listen to Future. I like Future. 
He don't yeah. call his kids. I need somebody that's going to like be able to play in the car with my kids someday. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I Bruno does that. Yeah, no, Future's a very bad guy, as we yeah. learned uh, recently. Um, <laughs> and here's I the thing. that's totally fair. Bruno Mars might be an equally bad guy. I don't know, but he doesn't sell it. He sells me uh, kisses and, and sunshine. <laughs> yes, yes. That's. I think that's totally fair. Um, we should listen to some more of these songs because we are Hell already yeah. deep into this show. Um, it's It's been too much fun, and... Honestly, we've improvised too much off of the script. <laughs> it's fucked up. All that weird stuff Langston said about the kids earlier with Michael Jackson. It's, we it's crazy that, that you guys wrote that down. <laughs> no, That's no. wild. I, because I, I remember emailing and saying, boys, are you sure about this one? And you're like, no, you have to say it and you have to keep repeating it at multiple points throughout the episode. And I said, fellas, I, I don't feel comfortable, but I'm supportive of your career, so here we go. Uh, thanks for reading that part. <laughs> uh, all right, let's hear... Um, let's go to Chunky. Okay. You want me to say something? What? Oh, hold on. What's up? Uh, I was joking that you were calling me Chunky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh damn it none of these I was hoping another song fit that dude <laughs> what Versace on the floor doesn't match uh, Tommy's aesthetic let's go to treasure there we go actually that kind of works let's go to our little treasure <laughs> alright here's Chunky feeling it so i kept it going yeah that that part where the big old hoops you said oh yeah (laughs) that might be my favorite one of the ones you picked langston i was really feeling that too it's a great song i I didn't know either that's that's one mm -hmm. of the i think three that i had not heard before listen that whole last album is nothing but but pretty much that energy all the way through it's it's fantastic uh, yeah, I was uh, I was into that. Let's since we're on that album, should we go ahead and hear Versace on the floor? Let's go yeah. Let's go. Which well, is... this one, this is a little slower, a little sexier. Mm-hmm. This is a sexy little song. Mm-hmm. Let's take our time tonight, girl. Above us, all the stars are watching. There's no place I'd rather. Your eyes are where I'm lost 
Sorry, I just that was triggering because I said that to Tommy once, and he. <laughs> I said, "Let's just kiss till we're naked." <laughs> this um, Versace on the floor is, of course, about the assassination of Gianni Versace when he was found on the floor. <laughs> That's Bruno admitting it. That is, like, if there was a- this was his candle in the wind for. Uh- <laughs> Much less I, tasteful. <laughs> that is really fucked up. Um, that's. It sounds like uh, if there were to be a very sexy moment in like a Disney musical. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 he seems like a character. Maybe that's it. He just feels like Simba to me or something. <laughs> it feels like uh, if Ariel and Prince Eric took it too far. Do you know what I mean? That like she gets those legs and he's like, now let's see what that butt does. And he's like, whoa, whoa, relax. Eric, she just got legs. A lot of people haven't seen that after the credit scene where they just immediately start immediately That has to be the funniest thing to yell at two people hooking up. She just got legs. <laughs> Slow down. Be reasonable, Eric. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you know how much work I put in? <laughs> you know how to, who I had to fight to get her those legs? <laughs> you think those legs just showed up? I had to kill a fucking octopus. <laughs> I think that one, I like the way, I like his singing style in that one because you kind of hear him straining for it in the chorus a little bit. You get a little mm-hmm. grit on it. And it, uh, and then, yeah, it started a little too slow for me, but then when that chorus hit and then when the percussion started right after, I was like, yeah. oh, now you got me. Yeah, It's a it's a little bit of a preamble. I'll give you mm-hmm. that. It, it goes a little long, but, man, when that percussion kicks in, it's like, okay. It's, it's worth all it. what It's what you want. It's that funky sound, but mm-hmm. but sexed up like a man who, who can afford Versace and should spend money on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, like I sure can't. <laughs> it reminded me back of those my Casey and JoJo days. Mm-hmm. If I buy a girl Versace, though, it's not going on the floor. That's going on a hanger. That's, that's, being, that's being taken care of very well. Versace, nice and folded. For me, for me, for me, for me, for me. Let's just kiss till we're naked, and you've got your eye peeking out like. <laughs> putting it uh, on the hanger yourself uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that's Versace we're talking about uh, alright um, what do we have left we got two more songs left here we got the lazy song and treasure let's hear treasure first this is exciting because now we're shifting into his earlier body of work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. give me your give me your give me your Be 
I'll admit, sounds a lot like the later stuff, but <laughs> in the best way possible. <laughs> that one, I it was it was making me think of that. Uh, uh, there's a song on "To Pimp a Butterfly" that sounds a little bit like that to me for some reason. Just what? the rhythm of how he's talking. I know it's insane because I was hearing. I was like, it just reminded me of uh, who did it. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, it's a weird thing that it reminded me of. I'm just saying I he's love ripping it. a lot of shit off. No, <laughs> I love that you're like, you know who reminds me of uh, Bruno Mars is uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, during that album where he uh, didn't care about making the music good, he really had a statement to make. <laughs> you know who Bruno Mars reminds me of is Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought um, something interesting about this kind of era of Bruno Mars. Another thing I didn't know about him. Uh, so this song is from 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. And this was when he was part of the production songwriting team uh, with a name I hate, the Smeezingtons. Yes. Uh, Jesus Christ, yeah. I didn't know this. I don't like saying it, but... Uh, <laughs> but So this was like around 2010, 2011, 2012, that era, and I didn't realize that they were making songs for other people and Bruno Mars was part of it. Bruno Mars co-produced and wrote Fuck You by CeeLo Green. I didn't know that. Whoa. In 2011. Another song that uh, uh, a little earlier, 2009, they did... Uh, Nothing on You for B.O.B., which I used to love that song in college. So I'm realizing mm, yes. a lot of the pop like pop music from that era was Bruno Mars was involved with, kind of leading to this when he broke out in, as a solo artist. That's yeah. funny that you say that about Nothing on You. I thought that was Bruno Mars. I, I legitimately thought that was a Bruno Mars song. Um, I think it, that's him on the chorus, yes. right? Yes, yeah. He's on the chorus. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good song. Um, yeah, it was a good song. A that was before B.O.B. started saying the earth was flat. Yes. Uh, before they opened their fucking eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. B.O.B. decided to wake us up. And, uh, <laughs> it was written for Lupe Fiasco, I'm reading right now. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Which is great. I okay, used to love so that That's show. just yeah. a chain of crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because Lupe, he, he sort of went crazy. Well, and yeah. then B.O.B. went crazy. I loved him. I was so into Lupe yeah. Fiasco. Superstar is still one of my favorite songs. Yeah. That was my I, first I, song. His first two albums, I can't honestly think, outside of, I think, uh, Outkast, I don't think any artist had more of a, in, at least in hip-hop, had more of a formative thing on me. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. this is me being heard exactly as I want to be heard mm-hmm. at an age when I, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it just did it for me at a certain point. He it played at my college, Louis Fiasco, and I remember I went to the show wearing a Derrick Rose jersey, thinking like, oh, he's going to see me in the crowd and like be like, oh, that guy's cool. <laughs> but uh, that didn't happen. Oh, man, what a jerk. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is one of my gripes. <laughs> He's just like, oh, this white boy like basketball? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the Chicago thing too, not just <laughs> basketball just, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This white boy gets it. Get on stage. <laughs> I should have wearing a throwback Jerry West jersey and he didn't notice her camera. Lupe! At all. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like basketball. Look. <laughs> uh, all right, we got one more song here and. Uh, I saved this last for a reason. This is the lazy song from Bruno Mars, of course. Let's hear it. Today I don't feel like doing anything. I just want to lay in my bed. Don't feel like picking up my phone. So leave a message at the tone. Because today I swear I'm not doing anything. That's the lazy song. Hey, that's, that's the lazy the song. With our fucking country these days. <laughs> <laughs> lazy ass kids. Lazy ass piece of shit, Bruno Mars. Hey, Zoom guy, we said ask questions. Don't give your opinion. <laughs> I'm so fucking lazy. I fucking hate that goddamn song. He's ruining our country. Yeah, it's a beautiful. It's it's. I'll I'll admit it's not the uh, the best of his his uh, catalog. But what I do love about that song, and I don't know if you guys have seen it, there's a video that go that he did with it where it feels very. It's just like a, a almost like him and his buddies hanging out, mm-hmm. doing silly dances in a house, and it's very fun. He's just that, a fun guy. That might make me like it more. I remember being very annoyed by this song when it did come mm-hmm. out. I think I don't know what it is about it. Uh, I think also just referencing the Snuggie in a song really pisses me off. Yeah, mm-hmm. it. You know what it is? It it is almost the most of what Jared was talking about, where it mm-hmm. just feels manufactured for us to click on it. Yes. A, a, exactly. Oh, this reached number one in the UK. Mars became the first artist since Westlife in ninety nine two thousand to achieve four chart toppers in one year. Yeah, mm. the man. The man's great. Just the way you are, uh, Tommy. Any thoughts on uh, the lazy song before we uh, wrap this bad boy up? I, I similarly bristled at the the snuggy teach me how to dougie rhyme but it was very of its time and uh, i think when historians look back at 2012 sure. they'll know that uh what he was doing was or whatever year that was uh they, they, perhaps they'll forgive him perhaps they'll <laughs> the crime perhaps they'll have a hot take about the problematic decision he made to mention the snuggy i don't know I do not think history will be kind. <laughs> <laughs> there's only um there's only one Bruno Mars song that I actively hate. Okay. Ooh, Can you on guess this list? It's not on this list. Langston, I'm wondering if you could guess what it is. I'll give you one more hint. Uh it was a single and it was 
from that 2012 album, the Unorthodox uh, oh, jukebox. I, it's the gorilla one. Is uh, it the one where you, like we make love like uh, gorillas, or we have sex like uh, gorillas? I don't remember what it's. It, I think it's called Gorilla. Or no, something. not that one. Called Gorilla. It, it is. Uh, yeah. It is locked out of heaven. I really oh. hate that song. Something about that hook. I really hate. <laughs> oh, I don't know everything about oh, it. I just. Yeah. I maybe it was in a video game or something, but just he, even Tom playing it for a second, my arms just tensed up. Oh, <laughs> like fun. I was about to punch Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Square up, Bruno Mars. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not it, super into that one. That one doesn't annoy me as much as uh, it's more the the chorus that annoys yeah. me. Than the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's song, not great. It's an incel theme. I love that's not <laughs> on this playlist, but uh, I'm a big fan of that's what I like. Yes, mm-hmm. I think great that's song. a great song. Uh, that um, just a second of it. Oh yeah. And if you like that video, you'll love the Lazy Song video. Same energy of just okay. a, a silly boy doing silly things. I don't mind that. I that think came I out also on, uh, like Champagne on Ice. So I'm in on Ice. Great song. I came on in an Uber that I was in with my girlfriend once, and it was like me, her, and the Uber driver were all just dancing. <laughs> it was really beautiful. Like It was just one of those, oh, man. And that's the most important thing is Bruno Mars brings people together. Do you know what I mean? Just people of different communities and worlds. You have no reason to bond with your Uber driver. (laughs) Essentially, you're a slave for the the ride. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) I told Tommy not to write that part in there. (laughs) This this lowly service worker who you don't respect and who you regularly yell at. I know how your score is, Tommy. No, You're a mean, mean man true. to Uber drivers. I didn't know they let you keep riding if you got if you broke under two. <laughs> they they literally call Tommy the Ellen DeGeneres of Uber, and and I swear he for him to be able to find a bond with this lowly worker that's huge. Now in my Thank one you, story, I told I was dancing like Ellen Wood, so I'm not helping myself. <laughs> It was me and my girlfriend, Portia Durazzi, and we were... (laughs) (laughs) All right, we have reached the point of the podcast where uh, we do have to rate the playlist. But before we do, we do offer you, Langston, the final word, your final uh, defense of Bruno Mars, which you kind of just did a little bit uh, with your bringing sure. together everybody, but we'll give you a little more time. Uh, here's your floor to say your final piece on Bruno Mars. Okay, I, I've said quite a bit. I've defended the man with all my heart, but I will leave you with this. I'll say this last thing. If we take Bruno Mars exactly as he is, if we don't conflate it with other feelings or expectations, if we don't ask him to be something different than what he is, he is a perfect artist. It is flawless music for exactly what he's pretending to be. And I, I, I caution anyone to, to try to, to pick a better artist who, who, who can meet their promises the way that Bruno Mars does. He promises you one thing, and he gives you exactly that. That's the last I'll say on, on that issue. I think that's very fair. Um, I think I rated the last week's first, so, Tommy, I'm going to let you take it away. What is your rating of this playlist? Out of six. 
Okay, out of six, I am going to give this a four out of six. I did enjoy it. Um, okay. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. As I said, I never, <laughs> uh, I never actively listened to Bruno Mars, but just you know, walking through the world, you're going to hear him a lot. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never hated him. I kind of got what Jared was saying, but Langston sold him really well. And a lot of these songs just do have that you know, funk and R&B that uh, it makes you move and uh, it makes you happy to listen to. And, you know, I enjoyed it. And I liked Finesse a lot. I like Chunky a lot. I think, as I said, Uptown Funk is undeniable. And uh, I'll split, split the other three into getting one, so I'll go four out of six. <laughs> <laughs> I liked this playlist more than I thought I would as well, uh, even though it is missing, like I said, my se- probably my second favorite song from Bruno Mars. But I liked Chunky way more than I thought I would. I really liked Finesse. Uh, of course, I liked Uptown Funk. And Treasure did more for me than I thought it would. Versace on the floor, too horny for my ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate the lazy song. Uh, but I'm still going to go. The hits are so good. And the other, the other two are inoffensive enough to me. Where I think I got to go with a nice little four point two five out of six. Okay, boy, which is I got to tell you, coming into this, I thought this was going to be a nice little two out of six, and <laughs> uh, I ended up liking it more than I thought. But Langston, you also get to rate this playlist out of six. What do you got? Seven out of six oh for me. My God. I well, think Bruno nailed every song, and he nailed my heart when he did it. I'm going. <laughs> no, he, I think it's a. It's a. I, I'll be honest. I. Treasure felt a little redundant uh, <laughs> in in consideration of the other songs that got picked, so I'll give it five out of six. That I could have picked a better song than Treasure. That is wild, but I appreciate your honesty, and more than that, I appreciate your friendship. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, said, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, what a great there, time! Is there anything you want to uh, promote? Uh, yeah, you can listen to my new podcast and get off these boys' podcast. This hell? is a sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this shit is going down. They don't even like each other off, off uh, microphone. What did Tommy say? <laughs> what did no this is not going to make it, people. You got to get out of here. But you can listen to my new podcast where I talk to to other people, and it doesn't matter if we like each other. It's called My Mama Told Me, and it's coming out. Uh, it's probably out. I don't know when it it does it. August eighteenth is when it'll exist, and you can listen to uh, the boys, or not listen to the boys. Watch season two of the boys. Uh, I'll be in that too. Well, you gotta watch the boys. Season is so one good. is one of my favorite first seasons of anything in a long time. And when you, hell yeah, uh, when I when you said you were gonna be on the boys, or maybe Will told me or something, uh, I was so hyped. It is one of the best shows out, and uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It's so fucking good. If you haven't seen the first season yet. Binge it before Langston season comes out, and uh, and then you got you'll have. I don't know if I, you can call it Langston season, but that's <laughs> <laughs> that not what it's I don't know how comfortable sheet? I feel. With, they don't even with... call it season two. It's, it's the boys Langston season. <laughs> Langston's revenge. <laughs> is he in the trailer? Not at all. Not even a little bit. But boy, is this his season. <laughs> Uh, definitely check that out. Um, get Tommy's vinyl. Uh, get on that. Check out the newest episodes of uh, of uh, my spectacular life. 
Uh, and get on that Patreon. Most yeah, all, get on our Patreon. Uh, more than anything, I just said, get on that Patreon. We just put out <laughs> we put out a full hour talking about the new Taylor Swift album. Uh, yes, that was very fun. Yeah, and we will be uh, just playing the audio from every episode of the new season of The Boys. So, you so listen be. to The Boys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a new podcast called Listening to The Boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the got- boys are back in town. Check it out. Um, Boy troubles with Tom and Tommy. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Keep it crispy. Bye.